Welcome to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We're coming to you every week to discuss topics for family protectors. We're about creating community for tactical dads and moms, doing the work to become better protectors and providers, and being force multipliers for good. So come on in, sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Welcome back to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. Happy to have you back this week. Honestly, you know, the the weeks keep rolling by and um, I realize uh, we didn't have a podcast uh, last week. Uh, Super busy, uh, had some family in town, um, so that was fun. But, uh, you know, our last last podcast was a pretty big hit from the analytics and statistics. We had uh, Devin Soto of tactical cowboy training solutions on we talked all sorts of stuff um you know motivation life um the uh the importance of uh training and all sorts of good stuff so if you haven't listened to that i would recommend you go back um we're going to be having Devin on uh more regularly also um there's some things in the works to put out some uh training products with Devin um given his his background and he's an awesome company to he's he has an awesome company to work with um so just a right fit um and really you know i had mentioned this on the podcast before but you know one of one of the reasons i started this brand was to network with other trainers subject matter experts preparedness experts etc anybody and everybody that really is um you know after uh, helping others to be more self-reliant, um, community-focused, um, just all-around good Americans. Uh, so I'm really just uh, I'm sitting back, and I know I've said this on previous podcasts, but I'm sitting back looking at uh, where I got really serious about uh, a year ago uh, with Family Man Tactical and said, hey, you know, I'm going to do something with this. And um you know, I got on social and I started putting together um, our training paradigms and, you know, all those things. And, um, you know, just to see how folks responded to it led me to believe, and I still do, that uh, there's a lot of you out there that feel the same way that, you know, <clears throat> um, these these training networks and um, self-reliance uh it's not just firearms, right? There's there's people that are really into um, uh, wilderness survival or general homestead preparedness and all sorts of stuff. But we all have one thing in common, whether it's firearm or other, that uh, self-reliance and, um, you know, taking care of each other, uh, good family values are, are key. And it's it's just really nice to focus on that versus the rat race that, um, you know, we, we see ourselves in, uh, in the day to day. Um, and it reminds me that I'm thankful for my family and, uh, the people in meat space <laughs> that, that I, that, uh, back up those, those, uh, values as well. So anyway, um, just, uh, just really cool. Um, I wanted to share something with you today. Uh, like, look, I've said this before, uh, a lot of things I say repeatedly, but they're important things, right? Uh, this podcast is is like uh, two, three, four, ten buddies uh, sitting around a fire, drinking their 
bourbon or their coffee or whatever, right? Um, talking about the important things, talking about the dad stuff and, and um, you know, same thing for our ladies out there, uh, the, the small group that tunes in. Um, you know, you're family protectors too, and, and you're part of this discussion. Um, it's not all about dudes, but because I am a dude, <laughs> I relate to those dads out there. I'm, I'm carrying the weight of a dad, and I think at some point I'm actually going to have my wife come on the podcast here um, with me to talk about female protector stuff uh, from her point of view. She's an awesome lady. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, look, we just had our first guest on, um, and we're going to have some more on, um, but you know, things from just my point of view, um, might sound, come off as a little preachy. So what I'm going to try to do is attack this topic in, uh, just like, Hey man, this is what I've been thinking. This is what keeps me up at night. And this is why I'm trying to get better. What do you think? And honestly, the best the best thing I've seen come out of this podcast yet is is people reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I think this and here's why. And I'd like to see more of this, less of this, um, you know, or hey, this resonates with me and why. Um, so that there's some sort of interaction here. So I'm just sharing with you today what I'm using to take a cold eye approach at myself to become a better protector and provider. So this tool, I said in the title of this podcast, this tool is helping me be a better protector and provider. What tool is that? Simply put, it's the OODA loop. Um, and maybe not for the reason you think. So let's jump into it. Um, if you're not familiar, the OODA loop um, is... Uh, was derived by uh, Colonel Boyd, um, I think discovered, <laughs> really, uh, just like we discovered electricity, and it, because it, it just, it's so natural, but he put a name to it, and essentially, it's um, the cognitive process of um, addressing things in our life, whether it be a, a threat, or, you know, a coffee cup that falls off the counter, you know, um, first you are observing with your senses, right, whether you hear um, or see or feel something, um, you're observing that action, that, that happen happening, right? Um, that we then orient ourselves to it. We, you know, for lack of better terms, maybe you turn your body towards the loud noise you heard. Um, your brain functions a little bit more and, and makes a decision. What should I do about this loud noise? Uh, should I address it? Should I move away from it? Maybe I do nothing because it's not my problem, you know? Your brain makes a decision, and then you act, right? And that's what it stands for is O-O-D-A in the acronym, OODA loop. Um, you act. Uh, maybe I go start cleaning up the spilled cup of coffee. Maybe I walk away because uh, the worker in the local coffee house uh, spilled it, and it's not my issue. You know, your brain makes a decision to uh, to act. You make a decision to act, Right. And you hear about the OODA loop a lot when it comes to, you know, the cognitive process for threat awareness and deciding, you know, the decision-making process on how to address potential threats. I'm taking this tool and I'm looking at it in, in a way to analyze myself in a long-term uh, processes of, you know, what am I doing 
well, what am I failing to do in going from observing a need to be more self-reliant all the way through learning and preparing and all that kind of stuff and acting um, to, to make myself and my family and our situation better as far as preparedness, but essentially being a better protector and provider. So not only just guns and knives and combatives, but also, um, you know, preparedness in general, the whole gambit there. And then, you know, under that provision umbrella, being a better provider at work, um, you know, just doing a good job, not, not necessarily spending more hours away from the family, but doing better. Right. So I'm trying to get better, uh, just because I feel called to, right. Um, you know, as Christians, because I'm, I'm a Christian, right? I've mentioned that before. Um, you know, we're we're uh, supposed to be listening to uh, the Holy Spirit. You know, Christians when they accept Christ, um, they're they're sealed in their heart with uh, the Holy Spirit, right? That's a gift of uh, salvation, um, and the Holy Spirit is is uh, helping us. If we listen, respond, and are obedient as Christians to become more and more Christ-like, um, and that's important. And then that sets a great example for really everything. You know, we're not striving. Uh, we know we're not going to be perfect. I, I'm not going to be perfect. It's it's just not going to happen. But I can not sit back and be complacent. I can, you know, in my spiritual life, um, be more conformed uh, to who Christ is. And uh, everybody benefits, right? My family, uh, my friends, um, the people around me. And, and in the same way, if I take care of my body, I'm trying to do a little bit better each day, uh, maybe eat a little bit better, um, my mind. Um, not taking in garbage that's on the television, um, but watching good content if I'm going to watch something, reading good content if I'm going to read something, but improving what goes in my mind because what goes in my mind um, really comes out of my mouth eventually, right? So there's so many reasons um, for self-improvement, and I'm, I'm just trying to act on that, really, right? And I'm going to go through the processes and where I'm at, and if you find this helpful, maybe you say at the end of the day, oh, I should probably do a little self-analysis here. Um, but again, I'm just going to share, and if you find it useful, great. If not, you know, hit delete <laughs> this uh, podcast episode, right? I'm not going to cry, I promise. Um, but you are important to me, and the fact that you're tuning in is is huge. So anyway, there's a reason, before I get into this, there's a reason why um, I, I don't necessarily, this this didn't jump out. I didn't think this up. I, I woke up in the middle of the night last week. I'd woken up... Um, four out of the five nights in the middle of the night, you know, anywhere between two and 3 a.m. Usually I sleep, sleep through the night. I'm not, you know, unless I have to get up to use the bathroom or something like that once maybe, you know, I, I sleep through, you know. So for me, when I'm, when I'm getting up in the middle of the night and I'm writing down notes or running numbers or whatever because of all the stuff I'm doing, that's an indication that I'm doing too much, right? So four out of those nights, five five nights during the main week, I got up in the middle of the night and, you know, I'm up for an hour, two, um, 
And and when that happens, I don't try to fight it. I know what's going on because um, I know myself. And, and so I just get up and I go with the flow. I'm like, okay, well, all right, what's going on? What, what am I trying to solve that keeps waking me out of my sleep here and I need to just come to terms with whatever it is? Well, there was a couple things. One, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'm, I'm very busy in my day job. Um, I've said this, you know, a couple times maybe, but it's not that, that big of a deal. I'm, I've accepted a, a new position at work. So, you know, I'm doing business development, but I'm also running all the projects currently, um, in my little niche. And that's cool because I'm very useful, right? It's, it's good job security, all that kind of stuff, but it's not sustainable. And so I'm getting ready to bring, bring new people on and, and get those people trained. And I'm at the same time because I've been in this position a very short period of time. I'm also learning like crazy. I'm a very small fish in a big pond um, now. So um, learning like crazy, but also trying to get ready to equip others to um, to do well. And so that's hugely on my mind, right? So a lot of that's going on. And then, you know, I've got these side businesses that... Um, I have a couple side businesses. Obviously, Family Man Tactical is more of a labor of love than a money generator, but I still have to produce content, right? And that that pops up. And then um, I've I've invested in some e-commerce stuff, and and that's um, starting to do well. And so those numbers are popping up in my head. And anyway, so I've probably told you more than than you need or care to know about what's going on, um, but also, um, you know, I, I woke up. I think Thursday night, Friday morning, Thursday, yeah, Friday morning, uh, early in the morning. And um, <clears throat> I, w- I woke up to something different, though. I started, I was thinking about the Lord, um, and, uh, and I was thinking about the OODA loop <laughs> and the Lord. And, and I, it was, it was kind of different. I was thinking about, how when we are secure in our ability as protectors and providers, we don't, we're not as prone to overreacting, right? And I was just thinking about how merciful and, but just at the same time, merciful and just the Lord is that he deals with threats um, or rebellion, (laughs) not threats, who can threaten the Lord, right? Um, but he deals with rebellion um, in in varying degrees. You know, there's there's a reality that you know hell exists, and and there's there's also the reality that no one actually has to go to hell, right? No one ever has to die and go to hell because there's a provision, uh, a sacrifice made uh, through Jesus Christ, and and anybody anybody can accept him. And uh, and be saved from that, and and spend eternity with with uh, God. But you know, there's there's this whole thing where there's the righteous wrath of God that you know those that are in complete rebellion and and just never turn their hearts toward Christ. You know, that's that's some serious stuff for eternity, right? There's that level of like nuclear, you know, wrath, right? And then there's there's other things where um, the Lord has you know. Take a take a look at David um, when uh, when he sinned with Bathsheba in the Bible, 
and if you're not familiar with that story, you know, I'm just uh, for for just a quick run through here. Um, David, king of Israel, um, was basically where he wasn't supposed to be um, uh, at a time when uh, he should have been off uh, fighting um, in battle and stuff like that. And he was back um, at his in his kingdom at his palace and and he came across uh Bathsheba and and he was not supposed to be there at that time anyway right and um he lusted after her and basically um you know long story short he sent off her husband to the front lines where he knew he'd probably die he did um and you know things took its course and and David uh, sinned with Bathsheba now the lord the Lord dealt with him um, and punished him and stuff like that, but it was it was measured. It was measured. He didn't wipe him off the face of the earth, and he allowed uh, repentance. And um, you know, and David took that, and it's it's a good example because there's a lot of us out there that have sinned uh, big time in our lives, and we we need that example, right? But point is, going back, um, there's a measured uh, measured punishment there, and then there's other times when. Um, the Lord completely removes a consequence from a poor decision. I know for a fact he's done and and we shouldn't count on there not being consequences to poor decision making and behavior, but you know, it's, it's really interesting. I think we need to use that as an example. I do as a father, as a friend, um, as a husband, um, with how I deal with things that come out in the world. And, and I, um, I'll give you an example, something that happened last week. Um, you know, our, our spouse, our children, our friends and family are always watching to see how we respond. Um, and, and I'll tell you, there was, a, there was some work being done on a, in our backyard. Um, and it was kind of interesting. And the guys came out and I was watching what they were doing. They were laying some underground um, line, right? And, and so they were in the yard adjacent and stuff like that. And they started using some, some foul language. And look, I'm I'm not a delicate flower. Um, I'm not going to wilt when somebody starts using that kind of language in front of me. But you know, and I and I've been known to use um, coarse language as well. Uh, for those that know me, um, I am trying to make my talk more wholesome. <laughs> okay, but the the one thing that you know I'm I'm pretty big on is you know have some respect for women and children and communities and stuff like that. Who's in earshot? You know, turns out the guy almost lost a finger, you know, and I didn't know that at the time, but, uh, you know, he dropped a, a couple, uh, uh, F bombs. And so I, you know, I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to chat with them. And I, I waited till they came around and stuff like that. And they came around to the other yard, uh, on the other side, you know, a lot of people would overreact. And I think myself, you know, because they're preparing for the worst case scenario, Right. And they're saying, oh, I'm sure these guys are going to give me crap back. So I'm going to go turn the volume to 11. Right. And and uh, that's not necessary. I think using the OODA loop as a tool and I am going somewhere with this, using the OODA loop as a tool um, to to really know ourselves as protectors and providers where we're short, where we're uh, we do really well, um, gives us confidence where we don't know, need to overreact. And in the same way, uh, a cop that knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu, has got his black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, is, is less likely to overreact with the use of a firearm 
Um, and that's been proven. Um, and other cops have said that too. And I, I think that's a good example, right? And, and I've become, as I've matured uh, from my early 20s to having just turned 40, you know, I've, I've gained maturity in knowing how to um, address issues, right? Uh, that are that are, I'm unwilling to accept um, the current outcome, right? But also not just going nuts and, and using the same language against these guys in front of my children um, because I'm angry at these guys or, or causing an issue um, that could get something to go physical. So and I and I know other dudes deal with that stuff too. It's like you, you're ticked off. <laughs> you want somebody to comply, but you don't want to uh, turn it to eleven. So anyway, I truly, the guys were cool. I, I, I went over and I was like, Hey, you know, like I've got my family out here. Um, I get guys will be guys and you guys are working a job and all that kind of stuff. But you're also in, in my neighborhood, um, with an earshot of my kids. So, you know, I appreciate if you don't use that language and the guys were really cool, right? They're, you know, the, the one immediately apologized, said, yeah, I, thought I lost my finger. This is what happened. And I was like, you know, oh, you know what? I'm really glad to see you didn't lose your finger. I'm glad you're okay. You know, it was really hot outside. I said, can I get you guys some water? And, you know, we just chatted for a few minutes about the work being done and whatever. And and it was fine that our families need to see um, us be able to handle situations without using the nuclear option and, and just going nuts. Right. (laughs) And, and that's a small example. I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back for, uh, going up and talking to people. Okay. But I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised now seeing so many people unable to even deescalate a situation and still get their point across. And, and I think if, if we just sit there and analyze ourselves, when we observe something we don't like, when we orient ourselves to that, when we're making the decision on how to handle that, and when we decide to act, that's important. But getting into that training first is is helpful. So I'm going to quote uh, John Eldridge um, that, uh, that said something on an interview with uh, John Lovell of Warrior Poet Society. And he said, you know, you know, men, you are here at this time and place. You were placed here by our creator for a reason and it's going to be okay and things are going to work out and you know i think there's a caveat to that if you're if you're right with the lord right you know we're none of us are getting out of this alive right we're going to leave this world just dead <laughs> and that's okay because we're not meant to carry around this uh, decaying body right it breaks down in time and all that kind of stuff we have to look at at least I do. I, I have to continually remind myself when I get sidetracked and I'm getting too much into my day job or I'm getting too much into my side business. What is my job? We're chosen for a task overall, um, and it, and I need to I need to continually be reminded of you know I need to be comprehensively good. I don't need to be perfect in any one thing. I need to be con- comprehensively good in body, mind, and spirit. So that's what it's about, right? So if we use the OODA loop, if I use the OODA loop as an analytic tool um, to see where I'm at in getting better with my body as a protector, provider, my mind, and my spirit, you know, I become a more complete um, role model 
for my my children. My wife has more faith in me, right? Because women are watching, man. They are they are watching us. They're continually watching us. They didn't agree um, to go through the rest of life with you because you were the nerdiest guy around or you were the weakest or you were the most passive. Like there was nine times out of 10, a woman chose you and said yes to you because they had some glimmer of hope that you were going to be um, a good protector and provider. It's it's wired in their DNA. It's just how things are. I mean, God made them like that. Um, just like God made us to be um, lions, uh, and, and lambs, right? That, that we're supposed to be protector and provider and, and caretaker of, uh, of our little flock, right? So, you know, you look at that and you want to be complete. And I, I think that all of us have that capability. Um, the other thing too is when I'm sitting here taking the cold eye approach with the OODA loop um, on all these different levels of protecting and providing, I, I sometimes forget that I might be somebody else's miracle, Right. And that's that's a big thing, too. That's another reason why to constantly be analyzing myself and not not analyzing myself in like, oh, you need to get better at this, Chris. Well, duh, I got lots of stuff I need to get better at. But the benefit is, like I had mentioned from my little anecdote, um, when we're more comprehensive, uh, we're not as is likely to overreact in a situation you know, I'm less likely to jump the fence and get in some dude's face for using some foul language. I'm, I'm able to reason it out. You know, I'm totally capable of being that dude that loses his temper and hops a fence, right? <laughs> but that's not who I'm called to be. Um, and, and there's got to be a pretty good reason for it uh, for me to hop a fence, right? Um, so anyway... Yeah, that's that's just uh, just sharing with you guys. So, man, that's what started all this. I'm, I took the long way around the block uh, to to introduce this topic, but I was woken up in the middle of the night uh, last week, and I was thinking to myself two things. I was thinking about the OODA loop, and I was thinking about how the Lord deals with uh, mankind in different degrees of um, what's necessary, and uh, and how we can use the OODA loop to to also be better at dealing with things and analyzing ourselves at the degree that is necessary without overreacting, without putting too much pressure on ourselves um, that's unwarranted because, you know, worrying about stuff just to worry is, is not helpful either. So what I'd kind of like to do is just kind of walk through with you real quick um, what I was looking at in myself and and saying, hey, you know, you need to get better, um, Chris, at these things, or you need to take into account or be reminded of these things. So basically, uh, with the OODA loop, you know, observation. I think the, the, the upfront benefit of observing, seeing the 10,000-foot view of what you are as a protector and provider, who you were created to be, and who you were created by, and all that kind of stuff is is really just being cognizant that you are a creation of mind, body, and spirit. And that's that's what it is for me. So understanding that um, the negative thoughts that I have or anxiety or whatever that I've got going on, um, you know, doesn't rule the, the show. And the stuff that's going on with my body doesn't rule the show. 
what should be ruling the show is is my my spiritual relationship with the Lord and and you know a lot of wisdom comes from that but I'm trying to be more observant that um, I need to be balanced I think the failure point with a lot of men um, that I've interacted with is that they're really focused on the material things so the the physical um, the body type things right whether that be the physical you know their physical body, the, the things that they can achieve uh, with their body through work, all that kind of stuff, the house, all that that stuff, and that's that's where they see themselves at, you know. And that's that's important to have a good provision um, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, we we don't we don't take care of the mind and the spirit, man. We we just end up become becoming emotionally retarded, and um, you know, it's just it's. That's like a, a one-legged or a two-legged stool. It's going to fall over. And, and that's, I'm just saying, I've, I've been down that road. I've been the two-legged stool that's falling over. Um, I've been the one-legged stool that's falling over. <laughs> Heck, I've probably been the no-legged stool. <laughs> okay? But, um, yeah, I think being cognizant of all that stuff uh, helps us figure out and we begin to check our ego, that we understand that, at least I do that like, oh man, I've got a lot of stuff to cover here and, and be balanced, you know? Um, that's, that's the biggest thing is waking dudes up and being like, you know, you, you know, like being made in the image of God. And I'm, I'm saying this from a Christian point of view. So if you're not a Christian, I'm not trying to preach to you or anything like that. I'm just saying for me, this is so intertwined with how I see and understand the world and science and, how we were, you know, how we exist, right? That's that's why I'm saying these things. So, you know, when when the Bible says, you know, uh, God made us in our image, you know, there's the triunity of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the same way, we're made up of uh, mind, body, and spirit, right? Um, and and there's that three to us. And even after we die, and and this body decays, you know, for those that are alive in in Christ. Um, we're going to get a glorified body. So again, we will still have consciousness, spirit, and uh, our glorified body. That's what we believe. So uh, very interesting. But, you know, back to it, you know, regardless of what your what your beliefs are, you know, being observant of what makes you and what your job is, is the biggest thing. And I, man, oh, so many times I've gotten sidetracked and I, and I lose sight of the big picture. And, um, so yeah, I'm just sharing with y'all. That's something that trips me up is the most base foundation thing. And I need a daily reminder of who I am and what my, what my job is. Um, and then orienting, I think this is the part that really bogs people down. Um, even when they know, and look again, I'm just speaking from experience is the analysis, uh, or the paralysis of analysis. You're, you're cognizant, you've observed all these things that you need to address as a man or as a, as a woman, right? And you're sitting there saying, okay, but I'll get to it. So in, in my mind, um, orienting in, in this example, using this tool is where I really start to size up the situation. I am now looking to full on look at whatever this area is of my life um, and take a good look at it 
really size it up. And I think sometimes that can be scary because there's a lot to it. Take preparedness. Sometimes the thought of putting together a homestead preparedness plan can really shake people, you know, because they, they know that there's so much that has to be taken into account. And, oh, my gosh, am I going to forget something? Same way that, you know, somebody never goes into learning combatives or Brazilian jiu-jitsu or boxing or whatever because they, they realize that there's a lot that goes into it and they don't feel that they have the time or inkling to fully size up and invest, right? So the benefit of, I think the, the straight up benefit for me when I look at this stuff and I go, okay, Tuesday, I am going to look at my spiritual life, look at where I'm at, where I need to be better. What am I not doing? Oh, that's right. I'm forgetting to read my Bible in the morning. And um, I believe um, that the Bible, I know that the Bible says, you know, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You want to develop faith as a Christian uh, to trust God? You got to be in your Bible. It says it right there. Is it, that's, that's a, a gift right there. So I say, well, I'm, I'm not really feeling like I'm getting the wisdom or or leading my life from the Lord, but here I am, never reading, cracking my Bible, wiping the dust off of it. That's a problem. And I'm orienting myself to the problem. Or maybe I'm doing really good, and I'm like, man, I'm, I just feel on fire for God. And, um, and it's not all about feelings, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm seeing fruit of my family being excited to go to church. You know, problems that my wife and I were having are disappearing. Uh, my children are, you know, identifying, um, you know, ungodly um, thought processes that they see out with their friends and stuff like that. And I'm getting, I'm getting secure in my heart knowing that, you know, they're going to be better equipped to face this world and the problems that are in it. You know, like I'm orienting to it, whether it's good or bad or something in between. In the same way, my body, you know, like, oh, hey, I have not been doing my cardio or I just did, you know, uh, push-ups, you know, the other day and I'm really sore and I'm oriented to the fact that I need to, uh, I need to capitalize on that. It's not just a one day thing. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. And that's how I'm looking at myself. Um, and I, I, I definitely think the, um, the failure point with this one for me anyway, is being cognizant of the big picture because I talk about it all the time, but it's easy for me with a lot of irons in the fire to turn around and be like, oh, I'll get to it. Oh, I'll address it the best I can, but it only becomes a half-hearted addressing, right? Um, I'm not really, I'm kidding myself into thinking that I'm oriented and addressing these things on a regular basis um, or sizing them up. I shouldn't say addressing because that comes down down further in the, the OODA loop there, but I'm, I'm not making a, a full effort to size up the situation by orienting myself fully to it is what I'm saying. So that, yeah, that's something I'm trying to get better at. Right. Um, and look guys, I'm, I'm just bearing it without like giving intimate details in my life. I'm trying to bear some of this, um, uh, because all of this stuff works together, man. I mean, I think when we're I think when we're um, hitting on all cylinders, there's a there's a confidence level 
There's a confidence level in business, physically, uh, mentally, emotionally. Um, and that's what this brand is always, I say always, like it's been around for years, but that's what I've learned. And what I want this brand to be about is comprehensive, broad form um, excellence with uh, at least going after that for men, right? Um, our loved ones deserve that. So yeah, um, the next thing obviously is making the decision. And this is the part where you've, you've gone through, at least I say you, me, I've gone through, observe, I'm observant of the things going on. And I, I constantly need a reminder, but I'm, let's say I'm doing a good job and looking at my reminder, seeing who I am and what I need to get done and um, juggling all these, these things, right? And, and I'm also taking a wholehearted approach to be like, okay, I can't deal with this thing today, but I can deal with it next Tuesday. Um, and, and I'm going to take some time to kind of take a look at this and really size it up. The next Tuesday comes around. I do that and I've made a decision. Okay. You know what? My, my physical fitness is, uh, you know, effort has declined. I'm going to give myself, I'm, I'm being, I'm being merciful to myself, right? <laughs> Not getting out there going, oh, I'm going to send myself to some sort of boot camp. I'm being merciful. I say, okay, next Monday, I am going to write it down on the calendar. I'm starting out early in the morning with my bike rides again, you know, or something like that. And and I've decided, um, I've, I've made that decision. It's a wholehearted decision. Uh, same way with, you know, maybe there's something going on in my marriage uh, where it's like, I keep seeing I'm observant of this issue that keeps coming up between me and my wife. Um, and I decide to orient and really look at it. And that might be, in, that might be me being um, introspective. And I, I turn around and I'm like, look, you know, if I don't address this, if I don't handle this and, and figure out a good way to, to do something about this, you know, what's going to end up happening is um, it's going to degrade our, our marriage and man, if our marriage degrades and, uh, over five to 10 years and we split up, I mean, that's harming everybody. You know, that all comes down to being a good protector and provider, you know, what's there to protect and provide for if the family splits up? Um, so it all plays together. And, and then maybe I, I make a decision like, uh, you know, I really think that I'm doing something here. That's the root cause. And I've made a decision to, you know, work with my wife, um, you know, and maybe I have to be the one that apologizes and, and say, Hey, I want to work on this. Um, but that goes into acting, but you know, making, deciding to act. Right. So I've, I've made that decision. That's where I'm seeing this kind of stuff here. Um, you know, I, I think the, 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 the obvious benefit is when you've made the decision to act on something, whether it be training with your firearms, like maybe, maybe I've got to get better at this. Maybe I've got to, I don't know how I'm going to get better at, um, de-escalating, um, you know, charged situations, you know, emotionally charged situations, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to find, uh, I'm going to find tips and tricks on how to do that. And, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think the benefit obviously is at this point, if if we really have done the other steps, you know, you're invested 
especially if you're doing it for the right reasons and stuff like that. Uh, definitely see the failure point um, for me anyway is maybe courage to follow through. It's like, okay, I'm cognizant of this. I've completely sized up the situation, but I'm failing to decide to act because I'm being a coward about this or, um, you know, I, I just... I, I have baggage or whatever that needs to be dealt with and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a big thing. Um, I'm kind of the guy that if I'm standing on top of the, uh, roof, uh, when we were kids and going to jump off, I, I really don't like heights, but I would force myself to do it because I hated the idea of being a coward. Um, and that's, that's good and bad uh, because you could have that voice in your head saying, don't do this. This is stupid. And another voice saying, do it or else you're a coward. <laughs> um, and that's never good. And when you're, you know, obviously when you're a kid, you, you learn the difference between the two. And when your prefrontal cortex uh, fully develops by the time you're 25 and you stop doing stupid stuff or, or should at that point. Right. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, one of those things uh, for me is is making the decision. I'm, I'm, I know what's going on. I've sized up the situation. Quit making excuses. I got to do something about this, right? Um, and then acting, right? There is definitely a dis a difference between deciding to act and acting. Um, and again, this is where I get distracted by shiny things. I've, I've, how many times have I put in the due diligence and said, oh, well, I'm going to carve out this time with my family uh, because I know it's the right thing to do. Um, and then all these other necessary things start happening. Um, and after I've made the decision to carve out, you know, I don't know, from six to seven at night as a, as a family time or whatever, it bleeds into 6.05 and 6.15. And before you know it, um, you know, that's not a good thing. And I, like I said, our spouse, our children, they're always watching. Um, they see how consistent or not consistent we are. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's why I'm trying to run run myself through this. Now, again, not to not to pick on myself. Um, you know, I get told all the time, oh, "Oh, you're a pretty good dude," you know, and uh, by friends or like my my wife tells me, "Oh, you're such a great man. You're a good father," and all that kind of stuff. But we got to keep pushing ourselves, and um, you know, because it's easy to get complacent. So obviously, the benefit of acting is being able to celebrate the wins. You know, you could celebrate wins through observing, uh, being cognizant of what's going on, um, orienting yourself to the problem or, or or the thing that you're celebrating, right? Really sizing up. What did what did I do that created this? What what thing was it, you know, that did it? One of the things I was really successful in um, in business is being able to um you know, work with, work with other people in difficult situations, um, and get everybody kind of pulling in the same direction. Um, and it's not because I was an industry expert. It was because of how I dealt with people and listened to them and, um, figured out a way that we could all benefit together. Right. 
And so I had to look at that and say, what am I doing well um, in that situation? It wasn't because I was the most expert. So, you know, that's that's just another example. It doesn't always have to be a problem. It's something about, you know, what did I do well? So, yeah, uh, the benefit of acting is obviously making forward progress there. Um, the draw, one of the failure points is, again, like I said, is being fully invested, making that decision, but getting T-boned or sidetracked, uh, sidelined by something, some event or some thought process or whatever um, that keeps us from acting. And that's what it's about. So in the last couple weeks, as we've been putting together more content, I think um, you know, definitely working on my family preparedness level because all the fun stuff that's going on in the world, right? Um, you know, working on my day job because that's going just off the hook right now and, and uh, still trying to be a family man. So, hey, look, I don't know if this was just laid on my heart, but it kept me up for a minute, um, actually a couple hours when I was thinking about it. And I don't even know if it's relevant for you guys, but I'm just trying to be better. I'm trying to be a better husband, trying to be a better father, um, friend, protector, and provider. And um, this is how I'm trying to take a cold eye approach at what I'm doing poorly, what I'm doing well, and what I'm doing kind of mediocre that hits the standard <laughs> of whatever it is, uh, but you know can be improved on. So hopefully you found some of this beneficial. Um, or maybe if you're a counselor, you've realized Chris needs a bunch of counseling. So I'm going to reach out to him and help him with his life. <laughs> but I think in reality, um, we are all just trying to do a little bit better. And, and I'm just sharing with you how I'm trying to uh, do better. So, hey, if this has been beneficial at all, uh, reach out. Tell me. I'd love to hear from you guys. If it hasn't been reach out to me. Tell me how we can make this better. Uh, again, I'd like to get some other guests on um, and talk about tactical stuff, talk about dad stuff, protector, provider stuff. You know the world. Uh, this is what we talk about here. I think eventually I should start doing some gear reviews. I'll line up a whole bunch of gear reviews to check out. Um, I've been dabbling in the gear um, as I had time and refitted a couple uh, rifles that I've been working on. Um, I've, I've got some packs, some tactical packs that are not so tactical looking, which is awesome. I think guys like that. Um, people in general like that. So yeah. Hey man, it is Thursday, um, June 23rd. I know I'm not supposed to date these, uh, these podcasts, so they always stay relevant, but it's June 23rd. It is a um, sunny day out, and I'm getting ready to go have some business meetings. I am going to um, slide into Friday and uh, finish strong, maybe even go to the range. I don't know. But what I do wish is that the Lord bless you, um, that he gives you wisdom in your life in the areas that long-term you'll be happy. Um because you're aligned with his will and his will is perfect, right? Um, so as a Christian, I say that just as a friend, I'm saying, you know, 
I hope this uh, this thing is beneficial for you. Hope we're providing some value in your life because otherwise, why am I doing this? Um, I could just talk to myself and uh, then I would just sound crazy. Anyway, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And um, yeah, you make me want to do better, man. Or gal. <laughs> anyway, uh, God bless you and uh, we'll talk to you soon.